Hello everybody and welcome on campus. We're finally in person. We weren't lying. Things were coming together. Killian McClatchy, Anna Witte, we are ready to go and we have a special first guest to start us off in person. It is Dr. Don DeCostin, the president of Charleston Southern University. Welcome And I on. too have a radio voice that I can use anytime I want. So what do you think about that? It's not that bad. Come on now. Either way, how have you been? How are you doing? Uh, you know, it's kind of the main question that we ask everybody at the start, but this is, you know, our first one in person, so we actually get to, to speak to you in person. So how are you? Good. Do, doing great, and I appreciate you asking just so that I could point out the fact that we're socially distanced, we're outside, mm -hmm. um, and we're going to do this in a way that keeps us all uh, infection-free. Yeah, so doing well. Yeah, just like everybody else, a pandemic world is a strange, odd, weird kind of place. Uh, but we're looking forward to all the things that God's doing in our lives and frankly looking forward to it being over with. Yeah, certainly. And so we'll start off the first question really to ask you is we want to kind of get to know more about you and your journey and, and how did you get here to Charleston Southern? Yeah, I was uh, in the Air Force for 36 years, and so along the way I married Vicki, and uh, so we've been married now 31 years. Uh, and the thing we loved about the Air Force is we loved the mission and the people. And so when it came time for us to think about what was going to be next, we, frankly, we, we, we thought we'd have a hard time finding a place with the quality of mission and the quality of people that would match the U.S. Air Force. Uh, but uh, Charleston Southern is that place. Uh, it's a place where people love the Lord, they love the mission, they love tackling wild challenges like how to live in through a pandemic. Uh, and so the thing I've been most impressed with is how riveted to the mission uh, these high quality people are. And so it's been fun. You rose through the ranks in a lot of different leadership positions through the Air Force. So what was the transition like uh, becoming the president at Charleston Southern and leaving your role as the chief of chaplains? Air Force. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, I, I I willed it not to be hard. All right, so so I said, Lord, make this not hard. Find, let me find some way to make the transition from seemingly, you know, something that uh, you'd think a chaplain working in the Pentagon. Uh, what in the world does that have anything to do with being the president of a university? And so I'll just go back to people and mission. And so what, what I've learned about leadership uh, through the years of, of trial and error, and there's been a lot of it, there's been a lot of it here, uh, to tell you the truth, but is that, is that leadership is leadership. And so if you can lead at one level and learn and practice those skills, you can lead at, a, at another level altogether. And so um, what I did when I, when I showed up at Charleston Southern is uh, um, I, I realized pretty early on that a university is a whole lot like um, an Air Force wing, and so an Air Force base. And so I, I could take you to Charleston Air Force Base right now, and I could walk you around, and I could show you that the structure there is almost identical to the structure here. And so when I showed up, I just asked people, as naively as I knew how to do. Now, what's your job? Um, and so you would tell me, and then I would say, oh, you're in public affairs. I got it. And so I, I know exactly what you're doing now. I don't understand the lingo yet. I have a lot to learn. Uh, but I do understand kind of how the bureaucracy works. And so what, what I have often said and found to be true, if you can master or fake master uh, the bureaucracy of the Pentagon, you can master another bureaucracy like this. And so when it comes to your position, I feel like it's, it's a question that a lot of people might have. As a president of a university, what, what does your job actually entail? Like, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be one of the best jobs around. Uh, yeah, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress for sure. Uh, but again, um, I go back to, to mission and people. And so my, my job, in so many words, is to surround myself 
with high quality, high achieving, goal oriented, mission focused people and then empower them to do their jobs. That's my job. Uh, and that's what I get to do. And I think in, in many ways, it's it's a lot like a head coach would be. The head coach isn't the one out there throwing the passes, passes or catching them or kicking the field goals. He's trying to encourage and motivate and inspire along the way. And then when it when it's time for game time, yeah, he can call a timeout. He can he can uh, you know direct a different play or go a different direction or whatever or or hope for halftime and then come out for a second half that's going to be better. So that's really what I do is I inspire as best I can hard chargers to do what they've been gifted to do. Well, with this year especially, you've seen just a lot of ups and downs and just transitions, I'm sure, in your past two years in this role. But what are some goals, short-term short and long-term, uh, for this university? Yeah, it's interesting that uh, y'all are coming from the athletic realm because th this is really the, the framework that's, uh, that's helping me to, to, to guide our actions here. And so, uh, interestingly enough, uh, you know, COVID kind of happened in the middle of March Madness. Um, and I'm a big basketball fan, uh, as most everybody knows. Um, and, and so the, the, the March Madness uh, uh, mantra, if you will, is survive in advance. And so the idea is you play as hard as you can today, you survive today so you can play tomorrow. And so one of the challenges I think that anybody, uh, any leader would have, whatever your, whatever your organization, whatever your mission, whatever you know, your challenges, the, the, the challenge that any of us would have is, is just sort of sucking our thumbs, sitting on our hands, and hoping it goes away, and not doing anything until it does go away. Well, that's not leadership. And so what we've done is we've tried to survive in advance. We have found ways to save money and preserve cash, because it's a cash business, believe it or not, in ways that will, so once the pandemic passes and it will it will pass this too shall pass once it passes we'll be prepared to, to, to do what we need to do on the other side of the pandemic in the meantime we have not rested on our laurels uh, since the pandemic we've started uh, the JSTRAC Center for uh, Glo uh, Global Leadership and Ministry we have started uh, the South Carolina's only uh, aviation program collegiate aviation program we have we have uh, uh, continued progress on a uh, on our engineering building. This fall represents the first time officially we have engineering students who can complete a four-year degree at Charleston Southern. We started a uh, center for chaplaincy just in the past few months. We've uh, renovated and got a new contract on our bookstore. We have uh, started for the first time that I'm aware of. We've, uh, we're, we've repurposed 10,000 square feet and administration building for the purpose of serving students. And I could go on and on and on. So these are the things just in the past few months and again the 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 framework that we're using is survive and advance uh, it seems like you just uh, just about answered like the yeah. next three questions that we had for you all in one just to making it nice and easy but uh, uh we'll kind of go go on and more just about the campus and the university as a whole sure you, you have a university but you have to have students and that's such such an important yes. part and so you know their goals they're in a time and, and finding a job that fits them you know both professionally and what they're passionate about you know how does CSU promote them you know coming here getting their degree and then going and finding that job yeah our impact statement uh, from our new strategic plan which was published in January is preparing servant leaders to pursue significant lives and what uh, you know I discovered in the Air Force uh, and and I have since discovered here as well it will be no surprise to all of you but uh, but uh, this current generation 
um, seems to have a lot less sense of purpose and meaning than generations have in the past. And so all it says to me is they're looking for something that will give them meaning and purpose. And so a central tenet of our strategic plan is is what we call a passport to purpose. And, uh, and so think of your freshman year as discovering your passion. And so a student will come to Charleston Southern, as most do, and about 25% of students who show up to college, wherever they go, have no idea what they want to do. I was one of those. I, I, I couldn't have told you on day one what I had, what I wanted to do. And people would say, well, why are you here? Well, what else was I going to do? All right. So I showed up for that purpose. What we also discover, as you two may have discovered along the way, is that about half of those who think they do have it figured out actually don't. And so they change ma ma majors a time or two. And so in the second year, uh, after you've discovered your passion the first year, the second year, um, what, we, what we do is talk about uh, determining a pathway. And so what, what is your major? How do we connect your passion ultimately to your uh, purpose? And we do that by finding a major that is going to connect with what you're passionate about. And then in your junior year, um, it's developing your potential. And so you're in upper-level courses. You're, you might be doing leadership jobs in, in clubs and organization, maybe student government, maybe doing an internship. You're taking upper-level courses with professors, you know, more one-on-one, -on -one, especially in a school like Charleston Southern, where this can actually happen. And then in your in your last year, you you declare your purpose or depart with purpose. And so what we what we what we are doing, and this is being developed as we speak, is connect your passion in year one all the way through your purpose as you graduate. And let's face it, um, um, our, our real job is to help you get your first job uh, because the odds of you finishing your career with the same job you started, because life happens, um, is, is minimal. But what we will do along the way is we'll teach you how to write well, how to communicate well, we'll teach you critical thinking and problem solving and all sorts of other things that will allow you to, to succeed and be effective wherever the Lord takes you. I think 2020 is very evident that life will take you places you didn't yeah, expect. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we often, not so jokingly anymore, talk about uh, 2020 until 2020 meant clear vision. And so you go to the eye doctor and what you want to hear is, oh, 2020, you're like, perfect. I don't ever want to hear 2020 again. You know, let's yeah. face it. Um, but but, but what, it, what it has caused us to do is to realize that we do have limitations. We have human limitations and that we've been forced to trust in God in ways that even as Christians, we, we might not have before. You know, And so this has been a really a character building, learning experience that we've all gotten to experience. And I, I tell the Lord just about every night, Lord, I think I've had enough. Thank you. I mean, so let's move along, come up with a vaccine, come up with the therapeutics come up with something so we can get to the next place and you know and I, I don't I'm I've never been one to wish my life away um, but I, I, I am looking forward to the end of the semester yeah that's great perspective and thanks for sharing that I just kind of have a question about leadership is leadership anywhere almost in any role that you're in but you're coming from a leadership position with military people that range from a bunch of different ages um, and now you're here at a university with students who maybe are a little more creative or your role may look a little different. Uh, what are some things that maybe you didn't expect when you took the role as a president of a university? The thing that has surprised me the most 
coming from the government. Um, it's not the complexity of humans because that's, that's the same everywhere. Um, it's not the difficulties of red tape and bureaucracy. And trust me when I tell you that a university, higher education has nothing on government bureaucracy and red tape. Um, it's how expensive everything is, uh, you know, because you're, when you're in the government, you, you don't really think about that too much. You, you know, you don't think about the fact that um, uh, health care is something that has to be paid for. Health care for students, health care for, for faculty and coaches and others, uh, you, you know, uh, grass cutting. You'd be shocked uh, to learn how expensive grass cutting is. Well, guess what? It has to be cut. Um, and so that's the thing that for me, the, the, the expenses of building facilities, renovating facilities, but all these things are necessary. Um, and it, it is expensive in the government. You just don't realize it because Congress just gives you the money. Um, here it's a whole lot different. Um, the, the other side of that, though, that is the positive, um, I, I think, is that um, at a university, because the, the, the mission is so critical and because uh, what we do is so important and because we do have an impact on the lives of young men and women who in many ways would, would, would never have had the chance to, to succeed and excel the way they can having come to Charleston Southern, is that we get to go out and find contributors, donors, and others, and we get to say to them, hey, wouldn't you like to invest your resources in this? In this, in this athletic program, in this scholarship program, in this building, in this facility, because the, the money that you have uh, uh, more of than you need can go to help uh, a young man or woman uh, uh, understand what they're uh, passionate about so that they can live their purpose, again, for the glory of God uh, and the good of the world. And so that's what it's all about, is just um, understanding that people can invest in Charleston Southern in ways that can make a big difference for both now and for eternity. I certainly can. We, we got to have a conversation with, uh, you know, kind of the Buck Club, trying to get people involved there in the athletic department. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I will say this, you know, here on campus this is the first time we've, we've all kind of been able to be out here, and it does look pretty good. So It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've had the, the, the most fun I've thing, uh, thing I've gotten to do the last three weeks um, is not be in meetings about pandemic. Okay, not, not first. Um, it's talking to students. Yeah. Um, and despite the difficulties that everyone has, because, you know, you, you can imagine how it's going to be, but uh, once you get into the thick of things and realize that, yeah, we planned for this, that, and the other, but we, did, we didn't think about, you know, X, Y, and Z, and so we need to fix these things. And so it's, it's an iterative process. Um, but the thing I've been most excited about is, is talking to students and saying, hey, how's it going? And they say, man, we're excited to be here because this really is better than living uh, in my high school bedroom. <laughs> and so uh, even wearing masks and socially distancing and, you know, maybe getting, you know, to, to, to go meals or, or sitting in the, in the chow hall, just two of us at a table, that's way better because we do get to hang out with professors uh, and others and talk about life and talk about, you know, the big things. And, and so that's, it's, it's been fun uh, doing that. That's awesome. Well, we've, we've kind of stayed away from athletics and, you know, I wanted to kind of get your thought process on what, you know, how important is an athletic program to a university and, you know, in particular here at CSU, how, what does athletics mean to this university? Uh, athletics is, is crucial. 
Um, it's it's and pe people are surprised to hear this, um, and I love telling this to the faculty, um, and, and, and uh, because it shocks them in some respects. But would you care to guess if you were to take groups of people um, and not honor students? Okay, so we're t talking about just the athletic department versus the whole rest of the student body. Who would you think has the higher GPA? Well, the athletic department does. Why is that? Well, because in athletics, you have students who are naturally motivated and ambitious. Now, they're not always initially motivated to do schoolwork, but they are motivated to, to win. Um, and so the coaches and, and, you know, heroes like Betty Palmer and others um, get to hang out with students and, and, and teach life lessons. Um, a, a coach's job, yes, is to win a game. But really what I'm more interested in is a coach helping a student understand that there are lessons that you learn on the athletic field that must be applied in the classroom and in life. And so, you know, most athletes, student athletes, wherever they go, they're not going to their profession is not going to be professional athletics. Their, their profession is going to be something else. And if I'm an employer um, and I, I, I want to find somebody who has had initiative, who has done schoolwork and done it pretty well, and had the, the extra full-time job of working out and you know being fussed at periodically by coaches and running wind sprints and winning games and, and studying on the road, um, and, and who am I going to pick? Well, I'm, I want to pick this person because they've shown me over and over and over again that they can handle hardships and they can multitask. And so what the athletic program does on the one hand is that it's, uh, athletes are models to the rest of, of the student body. Whether an athlete likes it or not, um, uh, if you are, are a, a player for a football team or a tennis team or a softball team or whatever, you're a Division I athlete here at Charleston Southern, other people look up to you because the number of people, the pr proportion of people who get to do that uh, in, in college is so minuscule that by definition you are a role model whether you like it or not which is why athletes be on your best behavior because people are looking up to you trust me uh, you, you can't do all the things that you wish you could so please don't people are looking up to you um, and, and I think the other thing is um, having athletics um, on a campus makes it fun you know, going to a, going to a game uh, and then being able to after the game hanging out with the players. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that in the NBA. Um, you can't do that in the NFL. But here you have star athletes and those who support them. Uh, one day you see them on the on the court or the field or on the tennis court or running the track or whatever, um, uh, hitting a home run. Uh, and the next day they're they got a backpack full of books with bags under their eyes, you know, uh, and you see them in the chow hall, they're just trying to make it to the next day. And that's what makes it so fun. Uh, and it, it wouldn't be the same without athletics. And so that's why I'm a big fan of athletics, uh, a big supporter, and, uh, and look forward to us getting back to, again, normal, whatever that is, on the other side of the pandemic. Well, my last question for you is obviously fall sports are postponed until the spring. Yes. So what are you looking forward to when sports actually do return and just competition returns back on campus? I'm looking forward to talking to the person who has to figure out how we're going to get the buses required okay. to do winter sports, 
fall sports and spring sports in a three and a half month period. That's the person I want to talk to because that, that person is going to be the most valuable player. Well, come talk to our department exactly. because that's a conversation it, it, that's being had. Exactly. So so the, the, the dudes who have to, you know, Money Mike and the others who have to fill the truck and figure out where to, I, I can't wait to talk to them because in theory, for a, for a spectator, you know, having fall, winter, and spring sports at the same time, it's like, it's like you know, it's like my, my best dream. Um, but uh, that's short-lived when I think about the, the, the logistics of actually making it happen. So it'll be fascinating to see how it goes, but I can't wait until it happens. Uh, uh, and so I'm looking forward to it, really. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and poor, poor Money Mike. <laughs> yeah, Money, Money Mike's going to be busy. As I was gonna say, we had our own Nick Casey who's back here limbering up. He's getting ready for a busy uh, a busy spring. I know we are as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it really, yeah, if, if all you had to do was the bus situation not to not to mention the ESPN situation and the you know the media situation and all of that um, the recruiting deal you know uh, eligibility issues you know how does this all work I have no idea and the good thing is nobody else does either right, right? exactly so, that's true. We're, we're all figuring it out as we go and, and the last thing I'll say is uh, that's the thing that I have most appreciated about about pandemic world is that um, college presidents, athletic directors, chief academic officers, everybody across the landscape have been so collegial and cordial. Yes, um, we want to beat each other on the athletic field. We want to have more students and all of that. We, you know, sure. Uh, but, but I have found it to be a, 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 an amazing sharing of information. Uh, other colleges have good ideas that we share. Uh, we steal from them and vice versa. And so I have a whole new appreciation for the collegiality of all of higher education because, as you said so well, we're in this together. We certainly are. I've got one last one for you. You mentioned no you're, you're, you're a big basketball fan. Yes. The CSU basketball team, they I, personally, I think, it's a very dangerous team coming up whenever we do get to play yeah. basketball. So what are you most looking forward to about those guys getting back out on the floor? Well, I look forward to holding the ladder so uh, Barkley Radeball can cut down the net for the Big South Conference Championship. That's I'm practicing at home. I have a practice ladder. I'm lifting weights a little bit so that I can hold it steady because he's, he's not a small guy. Uh, and so that's the thing I'm most looking forward to. Um, <laughs> that's and, and, a great answer. Yeah, that yeah is. it's going to be amazing. That is. Well, uh, we really appreciate you for taking some of your time out on, on a beautiful, a beautiful day here. Uh, it's great to be back in person, back on campus. Um, and yeah, again, just thank you for, for coming and chatting with us for a little bit. Pleasure. Thanks for doing what you do. This, uh, this gets and keeps the word out at the time when it, we most need to do that. So God bless you for what you're doing. And thank you for being the man behind the, behind the screen. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>